Hello everyone, welcome back to the No Nonsense DSO Podcast. My name is Jay Trail and I'm a dental consultant and I'm also here with my mother. Hello everyone, um, I have been in the dental field for over 20 years. Uh, started our DSO about four years ago, growing it from scratch. So I've done everything from operations to project management and I've also done some consulting as well. Yes. So what we're going to talk about today is, like we talked about in our intro, if you didn't listen, we're going to be doing seasons. So for this first season, we're going to talk about how to get to purchasing that first practice when you're trying to build a DSO. So for our first episode today, we're going to talk about why would you even want to build a DSO? So we're going to take it from two different perspectives. We're going to do why would an investor want to come in and build a DSO and why would a dentist want to build their own DSO? So I'm going to talk a little bit about the investor side just because that's kind of more of what I deal with on a daily basis when being a dental consultant and building these different structures throughout the country and just what investors are really looking for. I kind of just want to hit on four topics that I came with up with that I think are a pretty high level that most investors would talk about. So what's that first topic, mom? So the first topic is you don't need millions to build a DSO. And why is that? Yeah. So you don't need millions of dollars to build a DSO like you do if you're trying to get into big real estate or other big businesses that are producing millions of dollars. Um, the reason for that being is, is that you can get very creative with how you structure these deals when going in to buy dental practices. So really what you have is you have three different ways. And what we have found out before I kind of get into the three different ways is, is that you don't have to put a bunch of money down up front when you're working with certain banks. So there's quite a few banks I especially know along the East Coast where you don't have to put any money down because we've done this with multiple different DSOs across the East Coast and along the East Coast where they just agree with our model and agree with the DSO model in general. So that's the main thing for why you don't have to have millions of dollars. And the next thing is, like I was talking about, you can get creative with how you structure your deals. So of course you need cash to invest in anything. You're going to need a little bit of cash. But another way that you can do it with not having a bunch of cash up front is a note payable. And if you guys aren't familiar with what a note payable is, a note payable is basically where an investor or whoever is investing in a DSO would pay a dentist a monthly fee. Usually it's up to five to seven years. And basically the dentist is the bank. So the investor is paying the dentist once a month, a flat fee with a little interest on top, and they just collect that money over time. And like I was talking about, the note is usually for about five to seven years that they hold, and there'll be a little bit of interest on it. And then that last way that we usually structure our deals is, is that we give them shares in the PLLC, the dentist shares. They convert some of their purchase practice price into shares. So let's just, I'll just give you an example because I know it can be kind of hard to understand from that perspective. So say let's we're purchasing a practice for a million dollars. Say we do say we do five hundred thousand dollars in cash from the bank or also from your personal self as well. If you just have that money sitting around, you could also do that and you don't have to have the bank involved at all. And then the next would be, like we talked about, that note's payable where the dentist is the bank and you're just paying them a monthly fee with interest on top. And the next would be shares for the dentist to convert into the company. So that's one of the main things when investors talk, when investors come in is like, how much money am I gonna put up front? And the honest answer is not that much. If you're really looking to get in to building a DSO from scratch, you don't need that much money when you first start off, which is really amazing. So the next thing is- So Jay, hold on just a yeah, second. Um, ahead, so we're 
talk about the next thing a little bit, but I want Jay to go over where he was a business broker as well before he was the dental consultant. So he can have some history on, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, EBITDA margins next and why they're so good in dental and um, you know what other one, what other businesses look like as well. Yeah, so I was a business broker for Sunbelt Brokerage. It's not a very big brokerage, but we worked with businesses doing about 100k a year to 10 million a year. And when we were kind of talking about these EBITDA margins, EBITDA. Sorry, EBITDA margins. As my mom always corrects me, and I'm sorry, EBITDA margins. I was really seeing when I'm just pricing out, you know, construction businesses or landscaping businesses or, you know, even other healthcare businesses. We had one of those and um, retail and various other things. You're really only seeing 10 to 12% margins on those. And with working with a bunch of different people that we have on our team now and that have talked to and priced out hundreds of offices, they're seeing 15 to 20% margins for their EBITDA. And that's just amazing. That big gap to three to 7% is massive. And then when you get into selling your business and getting into multiples, when I was a business broker and like those regular businesses that we were talking about, these people were doing really good money and we were only seeing, you know, two, three, four, five X. And if you're in the DSO industry, private equity and other investors and other dental groups are coming in and giving people doing a million dollars in EBITDA seven to eight X. And you're just not going to get that anywhere else. And it's absolutely amazing how much money you can make in the DSO industry if you just have a team around you that knows what they're doing. And it's, it's truly amazing, Mom. And I know you've kind of been in the space and worked in it and seen it grow from the bottom up. So I'll let her get a little bit into how the dentist would want to build a DSO and why they would want to build a DSO. But I'll just go back over the four topics that we talked about and give you a little run on that. So for coming in as an investor, you don't need millions of dollars to start. You don't always have to put money down with certain banks and you can get fancy and creative with how you structure your deals when building, um, not sorry, not building a DSO, but buying a practice with those three different things we talked about with cash, a note payable and putting shares into a company. And then just those EBITDA margins. It's absolutely crazy how well that the dental industry does. It's just a cash cow. It's awesome. And then for those multiples, you're getting better multiples in this industry than any other businesses that I've ever priced out, and it's awesome. So those are the four topics that I wanted to talk about. Now I'll let my mom get into why a dentist would want to build a DSO. Yeah, so we have a couple more topics on why a dentist wants to be a, build a DSO, but the biggest one is to have a dental-led DSO to be able to have a workplace where you have the best culture, you love, and you enjoy going to work, and you can do what you went to school with is be able to help as many patients as you possibly can. And to be able to do that is you can't do it all by yourself. And that's the reason that, you know, having a dentist-owned DSO is so awesome because the dentist gets to make the decision on how best to take care of the patients, what the best supplies are, what the best um, technology is, because they went to school to be able to take care of the patients. So that's really a great thing to be able to have a dentist being an owner and a leader uh, in the DSO uh, while you're building a DSO. So the other thing is, is not being on an island by yourself. Uh, It's hard being a single dentist um, in this day and age. 
I was with Dr. Henritzi, or still am for that matter, but with Dr. Henritzi for 20 years. And it was me at the front desk. We had one assistant. We had quite a few hygienists, just part-time. Um, but it was all us trying to figure out everything, trying to figure out softwares, trying to figure out insurance, trying to figure out supplies, trying to figure out labs. And he didn't have anybody that he could go to to be able to, if it was a hard treatment plan, to get bounce ideas off of people. So you could go to a specialist, but they're only going to talk to you about their specialty and not the whole treatment plan. Um, and regular single offices are not helping you out because they do their best their way. They know everything and, and, they're, and they're good. They don't want to work with the dentist and want to work with each other when you, you know, don't have a group. But now we have multiple dentists and it's really awesome to see how they help each other grow. They become better dentists. We, you know, we're able to allow the dentist to go to school, get some more training, um, what they need and that kind of stuff. But the other thing is not, and just for me, because I'm not a dentist, but being able to build that uh, camaraderie with the front desk, I was fantastic talking to the um, to the front desk people that did have done my job forever and getting great, wonderful ideas. The same thing with the assistants, the same thing with the hygienists, just being able to build a great dental culture and bounce ideas off of each other that do this every day and try to figure out issues. Yeah, so, so Mom, I just wanted to hop in. Yep. Uh, she was talking about Dr. Enrichsey. I don't know if you guys listened to our intro or not, but yep. Mom worked with Dr. Enrichsey for 20 years as an office manager. And then about, I think it's four years ago now. 2018. So, yeah, yep. 2018. They, Dr. Enrichsey went to a conference and he just decided and met a bunch of cool people and like, hey, I want to build a DSO. And they've been off and running ever since then. So, so let me tell a little story about that real yeah. fast. So we went to Austin and this is a DSO conference. And um, we went down there and the very first question everybody asked was, how many offices you have? One. How many doctors you have? One. So it was a very huge eye opener, you know, for us to to go to that that conference um, as well. And he also went and visited a group in North Carolina that had this wonderful DSO co culture as well. And that's what he wanted to recreate, which he's done a marvelous job doing that. Yeah, he has. And talking about not being on an island of dentistry. Um, is also something I grew up in Dr. Enrichsey's office. I was there all the time. I helped clean the office when I was younger, and I hated doing that. I'll be honest with you. On Fridays, when mom would be there and she'd make us clean up, I hated doing that. So, Dr. Enrichsey, I don't even know if you know that. And if you're listening to that, I cleaned your office for like, I don't know, 14 years. But um, so it's, it's really cool to see all the, his friends that are in the dental industry and that are doctors, you know, that he's played golf with, that he goes out and has dinners with, just all kind of coming together over the past four years and really just building a team around himself to help himself grow and also to help themselves grow. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. And I just kind of want to touch on that to just show how awesome it's been for me to kind of watch it grow over the past four years to see what my mom's became in the DSO industry and what Dr. and Richie's became in the DS industry. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. So we'll get back to it. We won't ramble on too much more about that, but just wanted to put that out there. So, but being, I'm going to, go sorry, Jay, but being together as a group, dentists are worth more. 
They are worth more together than apart. And being together, you can increase your equity. And one of the biggest thing that you can, well, not just the business, but every single aspect of your business, you can create, create, um, increase the equity, excuse me, by being able to reduce overhead. And being able to reduce overhead is fantastic. How you start off with that is, you have buying power with the toothbrush companies. You have buying power with the supply companies. I mean, we went in there and we had a 20% discount off the top because we were a two office group at that point and they believed in us and that was great. Uh, one single dentist, they don't care about you. They're not going to give you a discount on any of that kind of stuff. The labs are huge as well. And because we're a group and we're worth more together, we have better buying power for technology, which in turns is better even for your overhead because you're not buying as many supplies for alginates. If you have scanners to be able to scan uh, the preps and then you can send them digitally, which makes the labs cheaper for you. So all of that stuff put together really helps be able to increase the equity by reducing your overhead. Yep. And, and then, oh, sorry. sorry I'll, I'm sorry to jump in and cut you off, but to increase the equity, she was talking about buying power, not just buying power for buying supplies and better lab fees and things of that nature, just buying power in general. Being, being able to grow your DSO and show that you, I don't want to use power, but I'm going to use it anyways, that you have power in your region to go out and help other doctors and show them, hey, look what we have built over here. We've built a great, great dental culture and really just a family of doctors that can come together and just thrive. So it's not just with supplies and other things in that nature with labs and everything like that. It's just having buying power to be able to do what you want and grow your DSO how you want to when you hit that certain point. So I just want to touch on that, Mom. Oh, Go back another, to that. Another thing. So when I say every aspect, I mean every single aspect that that you have but another big one is insurance reimbursement that is another huge thing as you become um, a dso and start you know building it up more doctors more locations a bigger region you have a better voice to be able to go to those insurance companies and negotiate better reimbursements because let's face it in this day and age there are a lot of people out there that um, will still get dental work done fee for service. But the majority of people are coming to the dentist because they have dental insurance and they want to be able to use their insurance. And if we are able to have a better negotiating power, which you do in, a, in bigger dental groups that have a big region um, is, is, is amazing. Yeah, because being by yourself, there is no negotiation. Yeah, they're not gonna—they're not gonna worry about a single doctor. They're not gonna care if you drop their insurance. Nope. But if you have 13, 16 doctors in a certain region, you say, "Yeah, we're gonna shut down. We're not gonna use your insurance anymore." They're gonna care about that. I promise you. I don't care what insurance it is. They are gonna do something about that to keep you around and keep their patients coming in and using their insurance. Absolutely. So that—that's very important. I'm glad that you brought that up, Mom. So another really important thing that you want to do when you're buying your DSO, and this is, you know, part of the overhead as well for buying power, but you want to make sure you have the same practice management system. And we use a cloud-based system called Denicon. There's a couple different out there. They're all, they're all good. It just depends on what's best for you. But having a cloud base is being able to 
a lot of different reasons, but one of the biggest one is to be able to refer your patients to your other offices where the other where other dentists may have a specialty they really enjoy doing implants and you as a dentist does not but you can keep all of that work in-house implants oral surgery pediatrics uh, root canals all of that stuff um, even hard denture cases or you know those kind of things you can keep them in-house being able to have the right practice management system and a cloud base is really the way to go but the other thing real fast jay i know you're gonna interrupt me is it's a great experience for the doctors to be able to communicate with each other so they're all under the same thing they can see all the the um, patient information and you can have a group of doctors working on a treatment plan for somebody that has a hard case to be able to give the best treatment to that patient and one other thing that's great about it is a great experience for the patient because they don't have to fill out paperwork going to different offices they have everything there for them and they have one bill to pay everything and not 14 different bills trying to figure it out for that kind of stuff so that's another really great reason why a dentist would want to build a dso is to be able to take care of their patients to the best of their abilities yeah and mom i thought you were going to take it away from me but it's also <laughs> is that the doctors get to do what type of dentistry oh, yes. they want to do they don't have to do something that they don't want to do anymore they get to do what they enjoy doing it could be anything that they like to do in dentistry, but they get to enjoy do what they enjoy. And that's just massive. It makes the doctors happier. They don't have to go in there and pull a tooth if they want, don't want to do extractions. It's just awesome. You have everybody that can come around and do what they love to do and what they enjoy to do. And talking to a bunch of different doctors and a bunch of DSOs, it's not always structured like that. It's not, yeah. it's just, it's different. But with the structure that we have and that we build, it just allows the doctors to be themselves and be happy in their work environment and want to come to work every day and to give the best care that they can to their patients. Yeah, so just a real quick recap on why a dentist would want to build a DSO is that you can grow your dental culture that you love and enjoy. You're not on an island by yourself at all anymore. You're able to increase the equity by reducing the overhead in almost every aspect, um, part of the business. And they are worth, the dentists are worth more together than apart. Uh, and I probably should have said that first before increasing equity, but together they are able to do that. And the other thing is they can get better reimbursements rates, rates for that. And the last and not least is that you are able to keep your patients in-house to be able to refer to the dentists that enjoy doing certain things in your office and you don't have to refer them out to specialists where they're not getting the whole treatment plan taken care of in your dental group. Yeah, so there's also one thing that I, when my mom was talking that I forgot to talk about on an investor side is that investors want to know what's gonna happen if another pandemic comes back. Yeah. And really, dentistry is pretty much pandemic proof that I've seen at least from my experiences and I know for Henrik's Dental Group and Mom's DSO is that they were shut down what were you guys shut down mom two weeks yeah we were shut down for two weeks but people have dental emergencies so you had all these protocols and can you not see people can you not and that really hurt the healthcare um, there for a little while not being able to see patients but we were only shut down for two weeks we were open two weeks after that, seeing seeing patients, being able to take care of um, you know the patients' needs, so they didn't have any other health problems. Because keeping your mouth healthy is 
the, the gateway to your overall health. Yeah. So. so that was just something I did want to put in there because I know that's one of the, when I go and talk to different investors, that's one of the main things. It's like, how bulletproof is dentistry? Am I going to put my money into this? And then if another pandemic comes around or COVID picks back up, it's going to shut down immediately. And the quick answer to that is no, it's not. Everybody needs to get their teeth clean. Everybody breaks teeth all the time and they need dental work done. And that's just the bottom line. So I wanted to put that in there. But I think that's going to be it for our first podcast and our first episode in our first season, Mom. Uh, this is this has been exciting. This is like we said in the intro. This is something we've wanted to been doing a long time, just haven't done it. And we finally picked it up and done it. Can't talk. Sorry, I'm loosening it here at the end, as you can see. You're good. Don't worry. It's all right. But... Um, yeah, we just wanted to get this information out to you guys because as we've done a little bit of research, we just find there's not that much information still about DSOs, even though DSOs have really been around for, I'd say, 25, 30 years now. But there's still just not that much information out there that's for free that you guys can just listen to and ask us questions. And a way you guys can ask us questions is we'll have our emails linked in the description below where you guys can reach out to us, ask us anything that you'd like. Um, if it's too much for an email, reach. we can reach out to you on the phone as well. Just send us your phone number and we'll give you guys a call. And then another way that you guys can reach out to us is by my website. It's jtdevelopmentllc.com. And my mom's information's on there as well as mine. And that's going to be it, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that first podcast in our first season. If you guys... Like I said, have any questions, please let us know. We'd love to answer it for them. So you guys have a blessed day, and Mom, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye.